Why don't you finish off your conversations and maybe you can catch or finish off your conversations later on. It's great to have you all here this morning. It's great to be here. It's great to be here, isn't it, Liz? <laughs> yeah, give a warm welcome to our precious Liz. Liz has traveled down from Leicester this morning, haven't you? With your dad. Where's your dad, Andrew? There he is. Oh, welcome, Andrew. You are so welcome. I was just I was saying to people this morning, I bought on my bright shirt because you know Liz, she comes in wearing her bright colours and her and Ronnie have got this thing going on about who wears the brightest. But I actually wore this to, uh, to get in the club with the bright coloured people. <laughs> anyway, uh, we ha it's a real privilege. I hope you can see Liz. And uh, it's really a privilege to have this conversation. Have you got your scripture up there? Is it's coming. Let's just pray, shall we? Oh, Lord, we are so grateful to be together. We're so grateful that your presence is with us. Lord, we ask that you would use every moment in this conversation, that you bless Liz as she speaks, Lord, in every way. You bless Andrew, you bless this day, you bless their family. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, should we just kick off then? Yes. So, uh, Liz, just for those who don't know you that well, um, tell us uh, what you're doing at the moment. So, I'm a master's student at the University of Roehampton, and I moved here from Sheffield in September, and I'm doing a master's in children's literature. In must and children's literature, and actually, I I, I met you. Um, you started coming to the church last September, yes. And uh, we walked home together because actually, from Roehampton Institute, where I used to go, Roehampton Uni University, you can you, there's a, like a, a straight road. I mean, a few bumps, but it's a straight road here, which is actually very convenient. But it's lovely to walk home with her, and uh, it was just right next to where I live. If you don't mind, Liz, um, I think it'd be really important for everyone to understand uh, what happened to you um, and the final year you were at Sheffield um, yeah. doing your degree. What happened then? So, um, well, should I just say what I was doing before that? You can do what? Should I say what I was doing before Yeah, that? yeah, do that. Um, so I was a student in Sheffield doing English literature and I'd grown up in Leicester and my family went to an Assembly of God church and I also went to a free church youth group and uh, Anklin church youth group and so I feel like I'd had a very church I've experienced lots of different styles of church um, and I went to a church in Sheffield to a Baptist church and that was really good and then um, in my and you're also a worship leader, aren't you? Yeah, I, I led worship. So I taught myself guitar and led worship at the Christian Union and in my church worship band. And that was really great. And I did lots of songwriting as well, um, which was really great. And then two days before the start of my third year, I had a 
brain hemorrhage, which is like a stroke, but technically different. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> it basically paralyzed my whole left side and my right side was really weak. And I was in hospital in intensive care and there's the, a long rehab process. And um, it was kind of random. They don't, they don't really know why it happened. <laughs> but, um, um, I kind of, it doesn't really matter why it happened, because it happened. But um, I did rehab for like a year, and then I went back and finished my third year of Sheffield. Mm. Amazing. You're amazing. I mean, <laughs> that is just an amazing thing. You have gone through this huge storm, and... Uh, you know, and here you are, and I know you spoke to the youth a couple of weeks ago and you completely blew them away with what you talked about. But do you want to talk about what you felt God said to you at that point um, when you were having... I just remember it being... First of all, I did not know that you could have left-side paralysis. Like, I was like, what's going on in the world is this? Um, but also, I was really like, wow. Like, all this stuff can happen to my body, and it does make a difference to the fact that God loves me just the same. And, like, nothing that happens to me can change the fact that God loves me. And I was just so, like, I've grown up hearing all these things about faith, and it was like, it actually happened. And so... That's the, why the Bible study, the Bible, <laughs> Bible verses. That's why I thought this Bible verse when I was thinking about those talks. I was like, it's actually really true. Like in Sunday school, they teach you the song, the wise man built a house on the rock, and it's like, oh my gosh, it actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get the giggles. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't. apologize for getting the giggles in this place. We can all get the giggles. I always get the giggles. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome to have the giggles. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else I can really say about it. It's like, oh my God, it's, the stuff they tell of children is true. And I feel like I stayed strong through the storm and like, I just put my faith in my identity, like as a child of God. And there are all these things that I used to do, which I thought I couldn't do anymore. Like, um, I couldn't talk for a month because I was on an incubator, in, not incubated. No, <laughs> incubated. Um, and, but it, didn't really shake my identity because my identity wasn't in the fact that I could do that. My identity was in the fact that I was worshiping God. And I was really just, I can worship God however I am. Like, worship is a heart thing, and I still have a heart. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely still have a heart, my gosh. Uh, I think the. I just, we were talking before as we started. We've got loads of questions here, but I just said the one, what is the one thing you want to communicate? I really want to communicate with everyone just the fact that our identity as a child of God means that whatever happens to our body um, or our mind 
our health in any way. God loves us the same and uses us, even though we're not perfect. And it really, really don't have to be perfect for God to use us and to be part of um, his plan. And I, I remember when I was first in the hospital, um, lots of pastors came and prayed for my healing, and they were praying for, like, miraculous healing. And I was praying, no, God, don't listen to them. I don't want to be miraculously healed. <laughs> I want to be healed in the process, and I want to be healed according to your will, which might not be the will of people, um, but you can use me however I am. So even the fact that I, I just, I think I assumed that I just healing would happen gradually. And I realized that healing is such a mind thing, so I feel really healed in my mind. Um, my body may not be completely physically healed, but that really doesn't matter because God can use me however I am. And I've learned so much about humility and just talking to God about everything. I am uh, just beautiful. I'm welling up here. <laughs> well, what would you say to um, people who are going through a difficult time who are in a stormy season? I think putting your identity in the things that are true and not the things that you do because um, your identity might be a lot in where you can serve or help people or in the things you can do, like achievements and God doesn't actually mind what you achieve. Like, he, he wants you, you to look at him and choose and choose to follow his will for your life. And so putting your identity in God means that whatever happens to your body and your mind, um, God will carry you through. That's beautiful. So you knew the scriptures well before and and did and did you just do people speak scripture over you while you were in intensive care? Did your um, people just pray and um, they they did but they didn't mean to. Um, one of my friends came to visit me who's not a Christian and she thought I'm gonna read the Bible because Liz likes the Bible. <laughs> so she, she just opened it up John forty, which is the crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> and she was reading it and going, oh, this is a bit hard. And I was like, oh. <laughs> um, so she read that. People didn't, my sister read me a book. Um, we have a friend who's a neurologist who came to visit, and he said they can't do anything because my brain bleed was like in the middle of my brain, so they can't operate on it. Um, so she had to see what happens. No one knew what would happen. Um, so he, the doc, this guy said, just read it. He gave us a book and said, just read the book, take your mind off it. So my sister read me a whole book, children's book, um, during over a few weeks, and that was really nice for our family. <laughs> it was quite surreal because we're in this ward of really intense physical injuries, and there we are reading our children's book. <laughs> um, I'm just sitting here thinking. Um, oh, I had, oh, yeah, go on. I had this really great experience where one of my nurses was a Christian, and she used to play Premier Praise radio all the time. 
and I clearly loved it. And so we had a really nice gospel moment. Oh, that's beautiful. Now I'm still, I'm still in contact with her. Do you think we've covered most things that we wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, I, I also wanted to talk about justice. Because, yes, you've gone, you um, I feel like as I've grown used to being a disabled person, um, I've seen, I've learned much more about disability justice, and I've had to learn about the disability justice movement in this country in the 90s, and I had no one, I didn't know my rights, so I know about the Equality Act in 2010 and what it says, and so I know that when I go to places, what should be catered for and what shouldn't, and um, I think like this, it just opened my eyes to what the history is and, and the injustice there. And um, so like, I might go down Wimbledon High Street and all the shop fronts have steps and I'm like, well, I can't go in. And just like realizing these things happen because I didn't really, no one told me before. And knowing, just learning about the justice issue. And I feel like as I've been talking about justice, mm. Mm. Over the last few months, I've mm. been thinking about disability justice and how it's such an overlooked thing, which is only recent, I think recently getting later attention, but like it's it's something I certainly don't know enough about, so I don't feel like I can really talk about it much, but it's something I want to learn more about. That's great. That's great. You're great with words. I'm glad you're doing children's literature. So tell us, are you writing amazing books? I know you will be writing amazing books. Um, well, I don't know how amazing it will be. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I would like to write a book. But there's a huge difference in actually writing it and, and what happens next. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't pretend to know what's going to happen. But your trust is in God, firmly. Yeah, because, because I... I realize I can still do writing, and even though I can't do the kind of writing I did before, I'm going to do other writing, and God is using me in a different way, and I'm okay with that. Like, I remember writing song lyrics like, God, take my body, before, and then this happened. I'm like, hmm, well, I sang it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Liz. Just so precious. I remember like saying to my parents, like, I think, like in 2018, that summer, I think if someone went to hospital in our family, I'd be the best. <laughs> I think we've covered most of our questions. Would you like to, should we do a Q&A time? Do you want to yeah, I thought it'd be a good thing if people had questions because I didn't really have a plan. I probably didn't say, everything which is no, interesting. <laughs> no, we thought we'd just have a, a time of Q&A and you're, you're open to people's questions. Neil's going to go around with his mic, with your mic, so I'll check the questions. For, oh, you've got, so, Dunning, so, just, so let's just give everyone a... have to bring it back. Yeah, you have to bring it back. You'll gather the... Que well, go, yeah, you'll have to do some walking. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. Okay, Liz, is that all right? Then I've got any questions. So we need just to think of, you know, think of a question which might be helpful for your communities or... Oh, here we go. There's Karen. We've got I've got a question for you. 
You said when people came to pray for you in hospital, you know, they're praying for you to be miraculously healed. And you were thinking, nope. What was behind that? I think, oh, oh hang on a minute. Hold on a second. They're just sorting. Okay, go. Yeah, um, I think I was thinking, I was just thinking about God's will and thinking that when people pray, they should be praying for God's will and 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 that isn't always um, for healing. Um, God's will is many different things and we can't understand it. But um, I was just I already had the conviction that we should pray for God's will, and when we pray, and we should definitely ask people what they who pray for. And the thing was, I could kind of do yes and no. And so they could have asked me. Maybe they did ask me. I can't quite know. But um, yeah, I'm just thinking about prayer for healing and just the importance of asking people what they want, what they want, and what God wants. Yeah, that's good. Just a follow-up then. Oh, you can't get I, there. I, I completely get that. And there are people here who have various disabilities. And I, I just want to say I loved your attitude. I love your attitude about the fact that your identity isn't in your disability. Your identity isn't in that chair. Your identity is in God and who you are in him. And the fact that we tend to look at people and we tend to judge people by the external. But you are saying as someone who is a wheelchair user, I know who I am in God. And that's a fantastic thing. And I just wanted to say thank you for releasing us to see God in you and potentially to see God in other people who may have a disability. Thank you. Thanks, Karen. Nah, go hockey. Can you, can you hear me? Huh? We can hear you. Yes, I don't. Maybe not either. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe use the mic for the for the tape. The... Okay. Um, Liz, I'm really in awe of you. Um, you're so young but so mature. And um, thank you for being a good example that God could teach us, regardless of age. So thank you so much. Um, I've got my own thoughts, but I'm just wondering, you know, God got himself, his words into you quite earlier on, right? Because he knew the journey you were going to go through. I wonder what would have happened if he didn't get his words into you. What do you think the implication would have been when you were going through the storm? I don't know. I guess um, I've been around a lot of other people who have brain injuries. And I think people can be so self-pitying and just like, why did this happen to me? And then complete denial that these things happen. Um, and I guess I'm just, my personality is quite, I'm just like, well, don't be so self-pitying. <laughs> like, no need to cry about myself. I, just, you know, I, didn't, I didn't really see the need, so like, there is no shame in disability, and so why would I feel shame? 
and just trying to enjoy myself, even though I was in a good place, like just trying to still live my life. I think a lot of people live their life thinking, if only I can get this goal, then I'll be happy. And that I'm working with, I think we should all be working with the goal of God has already saved us so we can go out and enjoy. And we don't fight for God, we fight from God. And to, I, I guess I try to take my opportunity to be, be God in the place where I was. That's beautiful, thank you. Okay, hold on. Thank Chris. you. Yes, Chris. Go on now, run, 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 run. Not Go for it, darling. Not be God, be Jesus. Thank, thanks so much, so much for what you shared this morning. You, you mentioned about um, disability justice, and I just wondered what perhaps are the main types of disability injustice that you would experience on a regular basis? Um, I think often, so it's the law now that places like pubs or public places should have a disabled toilet. Often they don't. Um, yeah, which. I went to one bar recently, which didn't have one, so I used the normal one, but I smashed it probably because I sat on it badly. <laughs> and I was like, mm, well, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think also, like, lots of shop fans could have ramps, but they just don't. And I'm like, mm, well, okay. The buses in London are now really accessible, which is really fun. I love taking the bus. I'm like, oh, it's accessible for me. <laughs> um, um, I think also there's a lot of bureaucracy. There's a lot of life admin you have to do, like to get all your passes and get all, like jump through so many hoops. Like, just a lot of you have to make sure you've got pictures all your letters from the government and you know where they are so if ever needed again you're like yeah but too you have to be so organized <laughs> um and then i was really lucky when i applied for disability benefit i applied during covid so i didn't have to have a in-person assessment they just did it over the phone which those in-person assessments can be really embarrassing because you have to kind of say why you need all this stuff. I'm also very lucky in that I'm very obviously disabled, so people just give me a lot of grace. Like, they try and give me stuff which I don't need. Like, the university's like, do you need extra time? I'm like, no. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of other people really have to fight for the things they need, like adjustments and stuff. Um, so I've just learned more about that. Um, once again, I know so many people have said uh, thank you for the encouragement. Um, personally, I would say thank you, and I'm going to um, go home and let BC know, I mean, that God's will, we should allow God's will, because um, Easter Monday and Tuesday, those two days, um, as a family, we actually experienced um, major disappointment, like in terms of the news that we were expecting as a family. So I will let BC know that you've said 
it's God's will. We shouldn't um, challenge it. Um, so my question is, um, I know spiritually God is motivating you, but socially, how do you get um, daily motivation? What keeps you going socially? Mm, good question. I think I listen to music a lot, which is very helpful. It's a quality of learning the truth. Um, I, I've made friends, so I talk to my friends. Um, you're always going out. You're, you're always hanging out. <laughs> um, I don't know, I guess, obviously I like reading. And I think lots of books are very encouraging. Um, um, I, like, I like listening to podcasts. Like, I listen to the BBC have a really good one. So, like, learning about other people, learn about other things. Like, there are so many disabilities I don't have. Um, just learn about other people and how to respect them. Respecting the difference. Fantastic. Is there any more? Funnily enough, Liz, that was going to be my question, was I really like podcasts, and you've been so inspiring this morning. I wondered if there was anything that you'd recommend, either people blogging or podcasting or any information, to find out more about disability injustice. Um, the BBC has started making a few more stuff. There's a documentary called Silence, the story of the hidden story of disabled Britain. And then there's a film called When Barbara Met Allen, which is like a kind of rom-com during the 90s civil rights movement, which I really like. Um, I don't know a lot because I have only been here for a short time, I guess, but. That's great. Thanks. Oh, I'll see. I think this is the last question we'll have. Yeah, thanks for me as well, Liz. Um, I just wanted to ask, as an able person, as able what are the key things that we can do to support disabled people in terms of disabled justice? You know, what, what would be the things that you would think that... Um, have, that, that would enable us to get over what we see as hindrances to, to dis disability um, justice? Well, obviously I can't speak for everyone, but I think access is a big thing. I'm just trying to make things more to people. I'm really understanding that different people have different needs and asking them about them because like someone might look able-bodied but have other uh, things that make it more accessible for them and so just talking to people I guess. I don't I, I don't want to like I can't say anything I'm not an activist but. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, what a privilege. Why don't we have the band back? Thank you. Thank you.